Star Wars 7x7 episode 1944. Welp, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss have decided to choose Netflix over Star Wars and they have departed from their commitment to making a Star Wars trilogy. What are we to think about all this? Well, let's talk about it. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So, yeah, let's recap some of the history of Benioff and Weiss and their involvement with Star Wars. Starting with the announcement in February of 2018 that the two of them would be spearheading a new series of Star Wars movies for Lucasfilm. So... At the time, the announcement said it was going to be a series of movies, but over time, that language has changed. The president of HBO later categorized it as a trilogy, not as a series, which you know, has different connotations. Additionally, Benioff and Weiss were supposed to be writing and developing this whole series, then trilogy, then they were only going to be writing one of the movies, presumably the first one, and doing treatments for the others. And then we found out that the 2022 Star Wars movie that would be released would be a Benioff and Weiss movie, but that they wouldn't start working on said movie until after they finished their run on Game of Thrones earlier this year. And in April of 2019, Kathleen Kennedy said that she would be sitting down soon with Benioff and Weiss and Ryan Johnson to talk about the future of Star Wars movies. But at the time, Benioff and Weiss were also exploring the possibility of one of these giant deals that they could, you know, possibly get with an entertainment company. Like, for example, the kind of big one that J.J. Abrams landed, or Greg Berlanti, who's probably best known for the DC Comics TV series, or Shonda Rhimes, who has done Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder and other shows like that. So, yeah, there's been a lot of money kicking around. Oh, Ryan Murphy of Glee and American Horror Story fame, for example, also. Anyway, so Benioff and Weiss were after one of these deals themselves, and they landed one for what's reported to be $250 million over five years with Netflix. Again, this was in August of 2019, and at the time, there was a source quoted who was familiar with the Netflix deal, one of those anonymous source things, saying that the whole situation with Star Wars was such that Netflix you know, was fully briefed on it and did not expect that it would be 10 years before they saw any content from Benioff and Weiss. So the implication was that they would be able to develop stuff for Netflix while they were developing stuff for Star Wars. And, you know, that's the sort of thing that folks like J.J. Abrams and Shonda Rhimes and Ryan Murphy and Greg Berlanti have demonstrated their ability to do, to be able to develop multiple projects at once, which is kind of key to this whole giant deal business. But it seems that Benioff and Weiss may not yet, we'll say yet, have the experience and the capability to pull that off. In fact, I've seen some stuff flying around on Twitter about an appearance of theirs at a recent film festival, which is one of the you know first public appearances that they've done since the ending of Game of Thrones, which was, you know, divisive in its way. And they talked about how, you know, among other things, that they were kind of, you know, over their heads and that Game of Thrones was essentially film school for them, that they really learned their jobs on the fly. And whether that factored into the situation with Lucasfilm and them walking away from their Star Wars movies, hard to say. They're announcing it as them deciding to walk away and saying that, 
you know, with our new commitment to Netflix, we just don't have time to work on Star Wars. And Kathleen Kennedy, for her part, has said that she believes Benioff and Weiss are incredible storytellers and that she hopes that they can join the future of Star Wars at some point future down the line in their journey. But, you know, for now, she wishes them the best of luck. <sighs> yeah, you know, it does make you wonder whether this was, you know, only the Benioff and Weiss decision or if there was any bit of a you know, push, <laughs> as it were. And especially if you could imagine a situation where Benioff and Weiss were already working on a treatment and feedback they could have received on said treatment would have been you know, so in-depth or in such a situation where they looked at it and said, oh gosh, you know, we're in over our heads again, or oh gosh, there's too much here, it's going to be too much for us to try to work on both a Netflix thing and a Star Wars thing at the same time. And so, you know, maybe the decision to leave isn't just entirely their own, but, you know, could be predicated on some feedback from Lucasfilm too. Again, supposition, but be that as it may, they are out. And yes, of course, it revives the narrative that has cropped up from time to time about Kathleen Kennedy and the management of Lucasfilm and its creatives and whether this is an issue. Well, to that point, I mentioned in the show summary how if you're standing in a metaphorical glass house called Marvel, that perhaps you should not throw stones at Lucasfilm. And I'm just going to give you a few examples why that would be the case. Captain Marvel, which was released earlier this year, had multiple script writing teams working on it at different points before it finally made it to the silver screen with the team that finished it off. Black Panther was in development for long enough that its release date was changed on two different occasions because they were still trying to lock down director and scriptwriter situations. The original Ant-Man movie lost its original director, Edgar Wright, based on creative differences, and Peyton Reed stepped into the film. Alan Taylor, who was the director of the second Thor movie, Thor The Dark World, said that he wouldn't want to come back for a third one because he found the process to be rather difficult working with Marvel, that he had creative freedom while he was making it, but that in post-production he did not have that freedom and that he wouldn't wish the experience on anyone else. And then, of course, there's the, you know, highly publicized breakup between Marvel and Josh Whedon, and he, of course, is the guy who was heading up the Avengers movies, at least the first two of them, Avengers and Age of Ultron. And Marvel's even had to deal with actor changes, right? So Ed Norton was the original Incredible Hulk in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're not talking about the Eric Bana, Ang Lee version, uh, before he was replaced by Mark Ruffalo. And then, of course, Terrence Howard was the original James Rhodey Rhodes, aka War Machine, before he was replaced by Don Cheadle. So, you know, I think that there's a narrative out there suggesting that Marvel has done things a lot more smoothly by comparison than Lucasfilm. And I'm just citing a couple of very quick examples. There are a lot more of them out there if you wanna go look for them. So I just, I don't think it's an accurate story. So what does this mean for say, Ryan Johnson's trilogy? Well, let's talk about that after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the Asteroid Belt level at patreon.com SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com SW7X7 and look for the Asteroid Belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com SW7X7. 
Welcome back. So, not too long ago, Ryan Johnson was being interviewed, and this was overseas at some, you know, red carpet premiere thing. And I'm not going to give you the direct quote because I don't happen to have it off the top of my head, and it's not even especially important. But what's particularly important is that when asked about his new Star Wars movies, he used the word if rather than the word when in responding to it, which naturally made people go, oh my gosh, now these movies that he's supposed to have a trilogy for, you know, a deal with Lucasfilm, now it's not so certain after all. And so, yeah, of course there was a bit of a tizzy over that. And he was asked to clarify it later on, uh, you know, about a month or so later in another interview. And he said, did I say if really? Oh my gosh, that was silly of me. I meant when. Put me in mind of, <laughs> if you're familiar with that uh, cartoon, it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown, where Linus is in the pumpkin patch and says, if the great pumpkin comes, I'll still put in a good word for you. And then says, good grief, I said if, I meant when he comes. And yeah, it's a little slip, you know, it's just a slip. So according to Ryan Johnson, yes, the trilogy is still on the boards. And now with the departure of Benioff and Weiss, well, that certainly seems to open up the calendar. 2022, 2024, and 2026 are still Star Wars movies, at least according to Disney. There's not been an announced change in their schedule just yet. And so with Ryan Johnson finishing up Knives Out now, his boards are clear. And so as far as he's concerned, he could certainly start to work right now on his Star Wars trilogy and have it be ready for 2022. There is more than enough time to do it. And if he really did sit down with Kathleen Kennedy and Benioff and Weiss earlier in 2019, chances are he's already had some ideas, some discussions about the notion of his Star Wars trilogy. And so, yeah, that could very well be the one that we see in 2022. But even as I'm recording this episode, we're still just barely 24 hours out from the initial breaking of the news about Benioff and Weiss departing, so I am sure there is a lot more to come in this developing story, and as soon as it breaks, we'll talk about it here on the show as well. But for now, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.